I am so excited to bring my friend Corey Clark on today. So she is a personal brand expert. She's the author of The Simplicity Project, creator of The Purposeful Planner, and host of The Purpose Babe Show. Corey is passionate about helping women discover their purpose and turn it into a life and business that they love. She helps purpose-driven women up-level their personal brand to a six and seven figure business through her purpose, babe society and inner circle mastermind. Welcome to the dreampreneur podcast, a space for goal guidance, tangible strategies, and positive insight. Are you lost in a mindset that keeps you from achieving your dreams? Do you wish that you knew the steps that others have taken? What if the thing that you're most passionate about came with a paycheck? We're your hosts. I'm Alexis May. And I'm Katie Brown. Tune in weekly because we're getting real about the lessons we've learned through opening our salons and turning what started out as a side hustle into a community, a brand, a lifestyle, and so much more. We're dreampreneurs. We're here to share with you the good, the imperfect, and the ugly behind the hustle. Because it's not about the end goal. It's about the steps that you take along the journey that determines the outcome. If you're ready to work hard and get real with your personal story, Pull up a chair, grab some boba, and let's start working on your dreams. Thank you so much, Corey, for being here with us today. We're so excited, and oh my goodness, I feel like it's going to be, like, we're going to have such a great conversation today. I cannot wait to hear what you have to share. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to be here today. So the way that I met Corey, both actually Katie and I and Corey all attended an event together, a women's event, and I got to meet her and some of the other people that she's friends with and just so happened to be in our exact city where we lived because the event was in Arizona. And that's what I love about going to events is meeting people like you and networking and putting yourself in the room with other incredible people that you get to learn from. So I love that I got to meet you there and now you're actually one of my clients. Well, not right now, yeah. but <laughs> as we're all hopefully sitting around, like, yeah, hopefully soon, crossing fingers. <laughs> Client, when you reopen. Yes. Yeah. How's your root situation going right now? Oh, it's so bad. It's <laughs> so bad. And well, and you know, like I used to do hair, so I technically, like I know how to touch up my roots and I've been trying to be a good girl and wait, but if this keeps on, like I'm just going to have to do it. <laughs> And I'm not judging you. I know that's like one of us hairstylist things. I'm like, listen, if you do some DIY stuff, it's okay. I will forgive you. I know how to fix that. Yes. <laughs> Katie's looking at me like, oh no, I'm, I'm not a hair DIY kind of gal. It gives me way too much anxiety. <laughs> well, I've okay. been in my own hair for years. And so, um, yeah, I, I know how to do it and I Good. just, I just might have to break down and do it. Oh, that's okay. Just as long as we're not overlapping, it's going to be fine. I'm like, it's all going to be fine. I just like dread the person that comes in and they're like, so I used like 30 volume bleach on my hair. You know, that like traumatic experience that can happen. Chemical cuts (laughs) end up with a pixie. Okay. So dark or too ashy. No, not good. Orange. Orange. (laughs) That's what happens with blondes. They go orange. I saw a lady at the beach the other day and Shane looks at me, my husband, he goes, I think she did her own hair. I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor thing. Okay. So we're going to start out with a fun question. So I want to know what has been your favorite trending activity or recipe 
during quarantine? Because we're all watching TikTok and all kinds of fun, crazy stuff. So what have you done that's been your favorite? Um, okay, well, I don't know if mine's trending on TikTok, but my favorite is my husband's skinny margaritas, and we have been having a lot of those. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. What do you what is what what makes a skinny margarita skinny? Okay, so we use um well we don't like buy any mix. Ryan makes them himself and they're honestly they're the best. So when quarantine's over, we are having margaritas. Um Oh my gosh. He you use like the silver tequila or the blanco and then cuz it's smoother and so then you don't need as much like sugar to try to like, you know, smooth out the tequila. Yeah. And then um, we use a little bit of, we make our own simple syrup with organic sugar. You can use like agave if you want, but I don't really like the taste of it, but we just don't use a lot of it. So it's very little simple syrup and then lime juice. And then we top it off with club soda so that it's bubbly and it's so Do you delicious. blend it or is it on the rocks? No, it's just on the rocks. Mm, sounds nice and yes. like fresh. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like we're going to have to get the Corey skinny recipe or skinny margarita recipe. <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I, I put it ahead. on my blog because so many people always ask for it. So it's actually well, on go. my blog. Perfect. But yes, it's we'll link it in the delicious. show notes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Shane and I have not been making skinny margaritas. We've just been making blended margaritas and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a ton of sugar in that. Do so. you want to hear something funny about uh, Alexis's blended margaritas. What? <laughs> when we were recording, she brought over an entire pitcher of <laughs> blended up margarita. This was last week. And um, yeah, like came over to the house just with a blender. I, I buckled it. it in. The it was already scene. blended. <laughs> I, I got a Vitamix and let's just say I'm using that a lot, a lot, a lot. It's so funny. That is amazing. So we're so excited to dive into getting to know a little bit more about you and all of the multiple hats that you wear in your entrepreneurial life and career. You just, you do so many things. We want to hear about all of them. So tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are. Okay. Um, Well, my name is Corey, obviously. Um, (laughs) I live in Southern California with my husband and three kids. And um, I've kind of always been an entrepreneur. Like I said, I used to do hair and I've always wanted my own business. And we moved to Southern California um, like nine years ago. Gosh, maybe almost 10. And um, I actually, I was just blogging and trying to help people like save money and I don't know, just random stuff. And then um, in 2014, I wrote a book called The Simplicity Project. And I wrote it because I wanted to be living like more purposefully, but I just felt like our life was too chaotic for me to even follow my dreams. And so we kind of gave ourselves this like whole life makeover. And I wrote a book about it, just kind of our experience and some how-to stuff. And then after people started reading the book, they were like, oh, you should make a planner that implements what you teach in the book. And so I had like just come off of writing a book and I was like, oh, well, maybe I, I'm going to just try it. And so I went for it and we launched the Purposeful Planner in, um, like November 2014. We started pre-orders and then we got them in December of 2014 for the 2015 year. And they sold out in about a month. And so we were like, oh my gosh, I guess this is what we're doing now. So we've been doing that since 2014. So almost six years. And, um, and it's just kind of like, it took off really fast. 
but the business has kind of morphed. We still do the planners, but we also do like I have, you know, coaching and I have a podcast and I love to help women like discover their purpose and then take that and turn it into a profitable business. So we kind of have like two sides to the business. We have the planners and tools to like simplify your life. And then we have tools to help you build a business. So, you are yeah. so cool. Katie's <laughs> obsessed with you, by the way. She's obsessed with planners. Yeah, and- I have like four on my desk right now. <laughs> but I need the purposeful planner. That I is know, amazing. I need to send you one. Oh my gosh, you are so cool. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> Katie was literally, she was telling me when we were talking about your interview and everything, she was like, okay. I want to know. I've always wanted to create my own planner. I'm like, well, Corey created her own planner. So, and I love, I I think I saw a picture on your Instagram that you had posted of one of your, like receiving one of your first shipments of Mm. that planner. And that's so cool to be able to go back to that and see where you really, really dug into the, this part of your journey. So I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was crazy. It was so – honestly, it was so crazy. And it's just one of those things that you're kind of like you just have to do it. If I hadn't done it, I, I don't even know. Our life would be so different right now if I had never written that book or decided to go for like making the planners. So it's been a wild ride. I can't wait to read your book. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you see people that have this, I think one of the questions Katie had asked me in my interview was, you know, what was your first like break? And I love seeing those first ideas when people really dig into that and and find that. And it's so cool to know that that was your planner. And then it just gave birth to all of these other opportunities for you. So Mm. with, with the label purpose, what, what was the movement and message behind coming up with that specific tagline for your branding? And I know it's in your podcast and your society, your boot camp, and all the other things that you do. So what was that movement behind that, that word that you chose? Yeah. Um, it actually just, I didn't choose it. Like I didn't just sit there one day and go, I'm just going to start calling everything purpose. Um, it was, like I said, before I wrote my book, I just felt this calling, like I needed to be pursuing my purpose and, um, following my dreams. And I was like, at this point of my life was just so chaotic and it wasn't like if somebody was looking in from the outside, they wouldn't necessarily think it was, it would just look like the average American. And, you know, I'm just busy with my kids and church and community and, you know, whatever. But to me, I could tell that like there was just too much and I needed to simplify our lives and create some margins so that I could follow my purpose. And so then, um, I talk about that a lot in the book and about pursuing your purpose. And I really love helping other women discover their purpose. I feel like there's a lot of women who just don't um, necessarily feel like they even have a purpose. They just kind of do their thing and raise their family and kind of forget about themselves. And so I really just love to help women you know, discover what their purpose is. And it just kind of stuck. It's like we named the planner, the purposeful planner. And so we've just stuck with it. And when I started my um, coaching group, it's gone through a few names and, but it just, none of them really stuck until I chose the purpose babe society. And that was when I was like, yeah, I love that because I really want these women who they are called to a purpose. It is coaching and it is business stuff, but it is so focused on like aligning your business with your purpose. So, and it just kind of, yeah, now it's part of everything in my business. 
I love that. And I feel like that really is something that can inspire other people because I speak, since I'm a mom and I have my two littles, I speak to a lot of moms that through motherhood kind of don't really know what their purpose is. They're like, okay, I'm a mom. But, you know, for people like me who also works, I think it's really important to understand that there are multiple purposes in our lives and to really understand what that purpose is. Because when you have that, that's kind of like what drives you. It becomes your why and it helps you understand what you're supposed to be doing or what you can offer other people. And man, it it gives you a lot of power behind Mm -hmm. what you do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I think there is, um, like you said, and, you know, with having a lot of moms and I just, I remember that, you know, you're, you're just in it, you're raising your kids and you're doing your thing. And, um, but there was just something inside of me that was like, I know there's more. And it wasn't that I wasn't satisfied with my life. You know, I was, I was totally happy and content. So I wasn't like, you know, searching for some fix, but I could just feel it inside that there was something that was like, I needed to be doing more. Well, you're fulfilling your purpose right now, sister. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that name. I feel like it totally just describes what you are as a Mm. brand. Honestly, like every single thing that you just talked about, it, it is a brand. It's, it's what you are and everything falls into the, the purpose category. So can you explain to everyone what brand awareness is? Yes. I love talking about branding <laughs> because um, I think a lot of people don't realize they have a brand. And I'm like, if you have a business, you have a brand. Mm-hmm. and But your brand is actually like an experience that you are creating for your audience and for your customers. And it's something that... Um, you know, you want to be mindful of what that experience is. It's not just like, you know, fancy fonts and pretty colors. And it's really about the way you make the, you know, your customers and your audience feel. And it's, you know, it's maybe even phrases that you say that make them think of you. Like you just said, like everything in my business is purpose. So I hope that when people hear the word purpose, they think of me and they're reminded of me. And so I think when you can create a brand experience that changes the feeling of someone, it kind of changes their thinking, um, then that's when you're really like raising your brand awareness. People know who you are. They talk about you. They become like raving fans. Yes. I love that. We call that often creating a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) Yes. I feel like nowadays so many people have their own brands just through their social media. Honestly, like they don't even necessarily have to have a business more so things that they're like interested in or things that they want to do or they're working towards and they use that in their brand, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I mean, I love that you, you've created the purpose and honestly, anytime I hear purpose now, I'm going to think of you. <laughs> when did you I, first get into branding? Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. Um, I, well, I didn't necessarily get into it, but the more I, the more I started helping coaching, other women, because I, I think that's how I built my business. Like looking back, I, at first I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was like, Oh, here's a book. Oh, here's a planner, you know, and I had to figure out how to market it and stuff. But it was like my story. It was my community. It was the way I communicated with my community. It was those kind of things that helped me, you know, sell out of that first round of planners. And so, um, a couple years into our business, we started, um, 
we got to a point where we were just like trying to keep up with the business and it was like, oh, we're selling planners. So let's sell other stationary products. And we started building a stationary company and that was not what I wanted. And so that is when we were like, "Eh," like we kind of just like pulled everything back and started kind of rebuilding from the ground up. And that was when other women were reaching out, asking me for help, like, you know, to start their online businesses. And I started doing coaching. And so I pretty much just recreated what I had originally done. And, you know, that's just what I teach people now. So it wasn't that I necessarily like got into it or even started researching it. I just really started looking at how was I able to make my business so successful so fast. And it wasn't because of some like fancy marketing funnel. And it wasn't because of Facebook ads. It was because of my brand. And so I kind of just had to look backwards and, you know, figure out how I created that and then turned it into like the framework that I teach. That makes perfect sense. Honestly, (laughs) I love that you started to realize like once you started to go down the stationary path, because sometimes what can happen when you have your own brand or you have your own business is you get so wrapped up in what's next, what's next. And people will tell you like, oh, I loved the stationary that you made. It was so great. Like you're going to be making more. You should make this. And then they give you ideas. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you're like (laughs) so far into something that, and then you realize like that's, that wasn't my intention to have a stationary company and you reflected back upon everything that you created and you're like, you know what, this has led to me helping other women find their purpose. And now I'm seeing that my purpose is to help other women find theirs. And you just dove into that. And that's mm-hmm. what your heart called you to do, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it's we so all true. need to do that. Yeah. And it is so true. You like on one hand, yes, you need to be listening to your audience and your customers and mm-hmm. what they want from you and what they're like wanting to learn from you. But you also do not have to build your business based on that, you know, and that was where we were a few years ago. It was kind of like, okay, are we building a stationary company? Like, and I was just like, no, I never wanted that. I wanted to create, I created the planner as a tool to help women, um, you know, find their purpose and live it out. And it was not to just start built like making more notepads. And I mean, we still have some of that stuff that we offer, but it's like not by any means like the point of our business and it's not what we're pursuing. Yeah. It's just like extra goodies. Yes. Things that you think are cute. I love that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So why do you feel, cause one of the reasons why we were writing some of these questions, because I feel like you do branding really, really well, because when I go to your page, I know who you are and all of that. So, and I'm, when I say your page, I've, you know, stalked over your podcast and your Instagram <laughs> and your website and all of those different things. And I feel like you, you really have this connection between your personal brand and understanding all of that. So how how do you think that people can correctly find um, their ideal audience or customer to help when they're trying to establish that brand awareness and trying to understand what their brand is? Mm. Um, that is really important. And honestly, like you have to start, you have to actually go back. And it's why I like even in my boot camp and in all my trainings, we always start with like your personal purpose before you start thinking about your customer. Like you have to know what your purpose is and what the purpose of your business is like number one. And you have to have a vision, you know, you have to know where you're headed, like what you want your business to look like. And, 
Um, and then from there, you can start to kind of create, you know, like people call it your whatever ideal client avatar, whatever you want to call it. That's when you start creating that. But I think like one of the mistakes people make is they are trying to please too many people. And you need to think about like, the main person you're trying to help and who is she and, you know, what's her problem? What's keeping her up at night? What are the things that like fire her up and get her excited? And that's who you need to be talking to. And you'll start attracting more and more of those people. If you're trying to talk to everybody, you're going to have just a bunch of random followers and I would much rather have like 100 amazing followers that love me than a thousand that are just like, yeah, I liked one of her posts one time, you know? So I think so many people try to please everybody and you have to, you have to kind of be polarizing. You have to be vocal about the things that you're passionate about. And, you know, and even if it's just like my skinny margarita, like people (laughs) know I drink skinny margaritas and if they have a problem with that, they can unfollow me. Like, you know, it's, So I think people just need to get super clear on their purpose and then super clear on the main person that they want to help. And it doesn't mean they won't help other people. You know, you'll like, you'll attract people that aren't necessarily your ideal client. But when you start talking to that woman and you start helping her and connecting with her, it's going to start attracting more of that person. For sure. I 100% agree with you because one of the things that I talk to people through like social media when I'm trying to help hairstylists build their branding or when I'm trying to help people in my network marketing business is I say you need to have one person. And I think that it's hard for people to understand to niche down because I think they're afraid to lose, you know, well, if I'm talking to this, this one specific person, I'm going to lose the other person over here. And it's not true because when you really, really put your I mean, I literally have a name for mine. Her name is Rain. I have a secret Pinterest board for her that has what she looks like, what her family looks like, all of that, because I really wanted to think if I'm posting, if I'm creating anything, I really wanted to speak to Rain. So Mm -hmm. I gave her an actual avatar, like you said, that really helps me to understand if I'm posting this, would she like it? Would it help her? Would it benefit her? Would it inspire her? So that way I know my exact person that I'm looking for. And I actually just had two people join my network marketing business. And it was an incredible thing to hear them talk about certain things. And it was all in my branding. And they were like, that was what drew them in. And they're like, that's, you know, what I really loved about you. And I'm like, man, this is where branding really, really, really plays a part because people understand who you are because you're speaking to them. And Mm -hmm. that's where you can create that instant connection, even when you haven't even met them before. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It is so true. And I think people just need to be more vulnerable, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and don't be afraid to share, you know, what you're eating for dinner because it's sometimes the craziest things like that that will connect you. They'll be like, oh my gosh, she likes the same meal I do. It's the weirdest thing. So when you can throw in that personal element, that's what's going to separate you from the other people who are trying to sell the same product as you. Yeah. When I opened up and it was one of, honestly, I mean, I've, I've been walking in faith my whole entire life, been a part of the church, all that stuff, but I was really afraid to be pushy on my Instagram page because mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just one of those things where I was like, Oh, I don't really bring this in that much. And then I started really bringing it in. And it was amazing. The community that backed me up with that, even though I've never been afraid or like ever hid my faith, but it was just something that I never really got into through my Instagram platform. And when I started doing that, I mean, 
I have people that are reaching out to me being like, what Bible scriptures are you listening to right now through all of this Mm COVID-19 stuff? And I don't even realize I'm like, oh, dang. I'm like, uh, <laughs> because I've created that connection. And it's, it's neat to see that even in the places where you do think, you know, like the women who post pictures in their bathing suits and they're so vulnerable to go and share that with other people. One of our friends did that. And she was like, I'm so nervous. And I was like, you know what, you're creating this openness and this talk because she's a mom and she really, she really is. That's part of her branding. And I'm like, it creates this beautiful space for you to open up about it and talk about it and inspire other people. And that's the beauty about what we do. Yes, we sell things. Yes, we make money, but it's about how we can help others or how we can inspire others through whatever it is that we do. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's just such an incredible way to make an impact and people don't even realize it. Even through your skinny margaritas or we love boba Mm -hmm. tea and we share our boba tea love with people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. You have to share those things. You need like, that is all part of your secret sauce and it's what will just be that little thing that, you know, if somebody's like even with your network marketing, let's say somebody's like interested in joining, they're going to join with you because of who you are. And it could be because of your boba tea. Like it mm-hmm. could be nothing else other than they're like, well, I already know I want to join because I already like the business model. Who am I going to join with? Well, guess what? They love boba tea and they saw you post your boba tea and they're like, I'm going to go with her. Like it truly can make that big of a difference in somebody's decision on whether or not they want to work with you. We see that. All the time, honestly. I mean, I know that there will be there'll be random people in our network marketing company that are thinking about joining in and wanting to get started in their business. And they will message Alexis and I and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, you know, I was, you know, talking with somebody else, but I really just feel like I vibe with you more. And I'm like, Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> but I, I was totally picking up what you were putting down when you were saying that you want to post about the things like on your Instagram that are going to connect you with your audience, even if it's little things such as dinner or whatever, because that's what connects you. And it's funny because in our business, we do coach our girls on social media and how to grow their audience. And one of the things I tell them is like, you need to increase the things that you're sharing. So that way you can connect with people. And they're like, what do I share about? I'm like, anything, like, what are you, what are your interests? And this comes back to everything that you do, Corey, with purpose so many women, like you said before, get lost in motherhood or life or work and that becomes who they are. And I will ask my new girls on my team that I'm trying to coach and trying to give them things to post about. I'm like, okay, well, what do you love? And it's Mm -hmm. almost like people don't even know what they love anymore because they get so wrapped up in the day to day. I'm like, do you love gardening? Do you love like beautiful colors? Do you love to paint? Like what is, what is it that you love? And they're like, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Mm -hmm. So while people are starting to create their brands and they're starting to figure out the things that they love and who their target audience might be, we have this wide range of listeners of entrepreneurs, basically, that are a blend of hairstylists and moms and direct salespeople. But I know a lot of people are really trying to niche down and find their target audience. So you have a lot of great branding. What do you suggest for people that are trying to understand their niche or find clarity in what their niche is and who who their niche audience might be? Mm. Um, I think if you want clarity on that, you have to start talking to them. Um, you know, if you've already gone through some of that stuff that we talked about, like your purpose and really trying to um, – 
figure out where you're headed with your business and then you're now you want to really get to know your customer, you have to have conversations. You have to ask questions. You have to read what they're commenting. Um, you have to, you know, even if it's just doing polls on Instagram and I know there's like half of the answers are bots, but whatever, like just, right. <laughs> and really being like being open and listening instead of just always talking to them all the time. You know, so if you want yep. some clarity on what is keeping your customer up at night, what's bothering her, what what fires her up, ask those questions. Just ask them, like, what are you afraid of? Or, you know, what's like, what's the biggest stress during this, you know, COVID thing? Like, ask questions that will give you answers that will help bring that clarity on who she is and what makes her tick. I love that. That's perfect. That's exactly what we were what we were looking for. One of the things Alexis told me when I first started building my social media was she asked me, who are, who are the people that follow you? And she's like, do a poll on your Instagram. Ask them who they are. Are they hairstylists? Are they people in our network marketing company? Are they, you know, who are they? And you can even look in your insights in your Instagram, mm -hmm. which is really cool and see what the age range is and your ratios of women to men and, and all of that. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of people might be listening and they might just have a bunch of random followers right now that are a big hot mess and don't, they aren't necessarily their ideal client. So maybe they shouldn't worry about what those people are saying and start talking to that one person that they want to be talking to. Because like we said earlier, like you're not going to be able to please everybody. So if you have built a big audience, but it's not based on where you want to go in your business, that's why you need to decide first, like your purpose, your vision, where you want to go, and then start talking to the right person for that. And you might lose followers and that's okay. Like, like you don't want followers that don't care about you and mm -hmm. your business and um and it's okay and like that was like when i pivoted and started offering more business coaching a lot of people didn't really care they're like i just i just like your planner and and so there's been like for the last couple of years almost this like weeding out of the people that i don't need in my audience and adding new people to it and so don't be afraid if you're like in a pivot right now because of what's going on, like don't ever be afraid to share what you're passionate about and be open and vulnerable. Um, if you lose followers, it's not a big deal. They're not right for you. Oh yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more because I know that when I was having all of my salon pictures and all of that, and I started transitioning it into lifestyle and sharing that it's funny because I always joke that it's the Willow show on my Instagram because <laughs> people are obsessed with seeing her because she's crazy and sassy and just so funny. And I started realizing that people wanted to see a lot more of me and who I was. And that's when I really got into personal branding because people were wanting to come and get their hair done. People were wanting to join my network marketing business, just be a part of what I had because of me and my family. And that's where that community really started to thrive. And I got to make connections. And now, I mean, gosh, I always tell people you literally have the world in your, in your hand, you have your mm -hmm. phone and it's this incredible spot to be able to take advantage of that. Like through Instagram is free. Obviously other things aren't free, but I love what you can do when you speak to that one person and you clear out that noise because then they can trust you and you can really build that relationship that I mean, gives us purpose too, mm -hmm. not just them, but us as well. So yeah, yeah. exactly. I love that. 
So once you know who your audience is, do you have any advice for the listeners as to how they can market to their person, their people, like their audience? Um, I think it really just comes down to consistency and showing up and, um, you know, stepping into your authority in whatever your niche is and um, offering them, not just offering them value, but offering something that's even above that. Like, yes, you're going to give them value, but like we've been talking about the personal branding and, you know, constantly being like almost just like being in their face, really not like in an annoying way, but just being present because, and honestly, like, especially with like this whole quarantine thing and so many more people are online, people are just inundated with so many brands all day long. And so you, if you want to stand out, you've got to stay, like, you got to stay top of mind. You have to be doing something fun and unique and you have to, you know, maybe offer them something free. I don't know. There's just, I mean, there's so many things, but honestly, when it comes down to it, you have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's consistency. And then I also tell people too, like, it's, it's not just showing up every day because if you just show up and you're like, hey, <laughs> I'm Katie and I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, like cool, cool, Katie. But if you show up and you find a way to take your purpose, right, like what you love and what your unique talents and your unique gifts are, if you're really good at making people laugh, like make people laugh on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you're really good at art, showcase your art on your Instagram because that's what's building your brand, obviously. So find some way to build trust, build connection, make them laugh, just something where they're either going to stay on your page a little bit longer or engage with you somehow. That's exactly. That's usually what I say. Yeah. 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 You have to have, especially if you're, I mean, if we're even talking about where if somebody just happens to find you on Instagram because someone shared your post, then like your profile better tell them like exactly why they should follow you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's getting into like the technical side of things, but people are making decisions in like two seconds flat. So if they get to your profile and it's just all like rainbows and unicorns and I like pizza and I like the beach and I like coffee and oh, by the way, I do hair like, well, they're (laughs) not going to care. Like you have to talk to her and you have to tell her how you're going to help her and make her like think for a second like, oh, wow, maybe I should follow this person. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Preach. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> We're just sitting here nodding our heads. <laughs> I think, and it's just so much fun. I think people put a lot of heaviness and weight to this. They're like, what do you do for branding? How do you build this and all this? And I'm like, listen, it should be fun too. Mm-hmm. Because as entrepreneurs and as business owners, I don't ever want to show up and be like, I have to go to work. I'm not doing this because I want, I have to like make money. There's a lot of great ways that you can make money. If you're just like, listen, I don't care about that. Just want to make some money, go to work, come home. I don't want that. I want my job to be fun. And branding is like where I totally geek out because it is the, that creative side where you do get to add your own personal emotion and touches and all of mm-hmm. that. And I know I just finished up. Um, I have actually one more, one more video. I can't remember how long your boot camp was going to be up, but I know oh. you just finished up your boot camp and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it was so, so good. And I love the whole just theme and everything you did with that. So can you tell us, I know that it's over for the people that are listening, but yeah. you are always giving out so much value and going above and beyond. Like you said, you really embody that. So can you tell us about your overall mission and what you had um, for the boot camp and what the boot camp was? 
Yeah. So the boot camp was, um, it was just, it was a free five day boot camp, and I did trainings every day. Um, really just walking the girls through my framework that I teach inside of the Purpose Babe Society, but giving them like little pieces of it. Um, and I really just wanted, honestly, like, like, yes, it was like leading up to a launch, but it was also as like, I mean, anybody could come into it and they, I knew they were going to get so much value from it and they were going to walk away with like new tools and they were going to, you know, hopefully be realigned with their purpose and be building their business on purpose. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, I did the five days of trainings. We did some giveaways and I wanted to offer it, especially during this quarantine. I knew that there is people that are maybe having to pivot or maybe they lost their job and they're like, oh, well maybe now it's time I actually do need to start my business. And I just wanted to be able to offer them like enough information and training to really get like a good start on their business or to gain some momentum or to gain some clarity. Well, I really wanted to compliment you on how well done it was because I was watching the videos and I was just really impressed by the information that you gave that was free. And I know that obviously we, we do have things that lead up into, you know, the actual other parts of our business where you pay for it, we get paid all of that. But what you gave in that was truly, you know, valuable information. And I love seeing people's comments and the things that people were saying and the way that they were getting inspired. So I know that this, this whole boot camp that you had was set up and it was intentional for you to be able to give people something for free and walk away with something, whether or not they decided to, you know, go into anything else with you. But this, I I have to compliment you because the way that you walked this into your Purpose Babe Society, I feel like was very graceful. And I've been watching and I know Katie and I have both been a part of several different, you know, free things, free trainings, this and that. And the way that you did that was so graceful and so um, just genuine because there was the free things that you could walk away with. And then there was, Hey, if you want to know more, if you want to get deeper into this, you can come be a part of your purpose, babe society. So I think that was just so well done. So can you share, cause you do it, you did it beautifully. And this mm-hmm. is the first time that I've tuned in with something that with that with you, but can you share some quick tips for those who are listening and how they can have that graceful strategy and having that free value and then walking their audience into something like a program or a workshop or any of those types of things that they can then later on purchase? Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, I've gone through like a lot of trainings for this and stuff because I hate like I hate going on like a webinar or something and all of a sudden you just feel like you're being sold to and you're like, wait, I didn't even get anything from this. Like I already knew all this. And, um, and so I really wanted to offer something that was a value. Um, and you know, and then when you pivot into the launch, it's just, it's truly just about serving because selling is serving and you have to, like if you actually don't sell, you're doing a disservice to your audience. You need to give them the opportunity to invest in themselves and to purchase from you. And, um, and so when you make it clear that you're, this is, Hey, here's the next level of how I can serve you and help you. And we can take your business to the next level. And you've come from a place of like, you know, I did the five day boot camp. Some people want to just do a webinar. That's fine. Um, you can, you know, there's so many ways to launch and sell, but I think when you are actually coming from a place of service and you know that by 
you making that offer to them in the end is because you are going to serve them now at another level, then, um, I don't know. It just, it does make it easier for me. Cause honestly, when I first started doing this, I felt like it was just like, oh, I hate asking for money. It was like definitely a mindset thing I had to work through. But when you can go into that, your last, you know, your webinar, your training, and when you're going into present the offer, like that's how you need to look at it is this is an offer and it's whatever decision those people make is up to them. It has nothing to do with you. And when you're offering them something and you're selling them something, you're actually serving them at a higher level. And so um, one book I read a long time ago was Launch by Jeff Walker. Um, that's a really good book that if any of you are going to be launching something, it's actually a really great tool and kind of walks you through the launch process and the things that you can do to offer, um, you know, to be of service and to create that connection with people instead of just like emailing and sending out like a cold sales email. Mm -hmm. So, um, I definitely recommend that book. I don't do everything he says in there, but there was a lot of great tips in there that I've used along the way. Well, thank you. Cause I'm not going to lie. I was a part of one thing this week and it was very disappointing because what was worded of what you were going to get out of the webinar was not what showed up in the webinar. Mm. And then it was like, and then you're going to buy this and that's where you're going to get it. So it was kind of like a disappointing spot for me because I was like, Oh dang, like, but it said this. So it was almost like, the audience was hoodwinked because Mm -hmm. they were told and it was an hour of like very, very vague, just brief surface, but Mm -hmm. just not enough from where it was worded. So I think that people have to be really careful when you are trying to go in and serve and give people some things for free to make sure that you are giving them like, you have to think about it as like, here's my whole cookie. I'm going to not just you know, throw a little tiny crumb your way. I'm going to give you a nice little break of the cookie. Mm -hmm. And then if you want the rest of the cookie, you can buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, it's because you want it because you tasted the cookie and you got a good taste and you're like, okay, this makes sense. I want to be a part of this. So Mm -hmm. I honestly and truly, what you, what you did was really, I saw it as you are wanting to help people and you already built that trust with them and you were engaging with them. So Mm -hmm. um, bravo for doing that because I definitely noticed that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I, uh, you know, I've done webinars in the past and I honestly like to this day, I, I don't like doing them myself. I haven't found, um, like my perfect little secret sauce of doing one. And so I go back to these like a boot camp or a challenge because honestly, I love getting live on like going live on Facebook and doing the trainings. I love connecting with the women. And I feel like for both of us, it's better for her and for me because she's actually getting a lot out of the training. She's putting some skin in the game. She's is building up like that, you know, we're building up that trust factor and, um, and she actually gets to see like an experience how I teach and if we'd be a good fit. So, um, you know, I don't think there's any one way to launch. I think you have to find what works best for you and your audience. And for me, like being in the Facebook group, like it's just a pop-up group. So no one has to stay, but it's a great place to build some community, build some trust, get to know each other a little bit that you cannot do on a webinar. So that's why I personally like doing these better. 
Great insight. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. I know Alexis had told me she had done your, your boot camp, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know what was going on. I wish I could have done it. And she just was raving about it, saying like, you wouldn't believe how graceful this girl is with not only offering so much for people, but like, I want to, I want to be a part of, I want to be her friend. Like I want to be a part of her <laughs> course. And I think more often than not, whenever I've had a great um, webinar or a great boot camp or something that I've been a part of, I always want to take it to the next level, especially when I connect and vibe with that person. So you mm. definitely have that figured out. And then the fact that you aren't doing webinars, you're doing more boot camps because you like that better. Like that's, that's the secret sauce right there. You enjoy that, you know? Can I just yeah. point out real fast too? And I'm not saying that you're not fancy because I know you have like your society and all those different things, but it's also a great idea that Facebook is a free platform for us to be able to use in such a great way. I know that I hosted a boot camp and I had no idea what I was doing. And if I had to do like this whole webinar presentation, that would have been too much. But Facebook is such a great tool for us to use for things like this. And you did create that community and you got to do all of that. And I think it's a great idea for people who are like, I want to start, but I don't know where Facebook, mm. hello, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you can, one of my, one of the women inside my society, um, she launched her, a whole new revenue stream in her business just on Instagram stories. She launched a membership and, um, you know, so you, you don't have to like overcomplicate things. And I've seen people do challenge lunches literally just on Instagram live throughout the week, which means like nobody's in a group. Nobody is connecting and creating community. They're literally just watching her challenge each day and, and she has great results. So, um, I think the best thing you could do is if you're going to launch something, just do it. You have to just try it. And if you like the method and it converts well, then stick to it. And if it doesn't try something new next time. I'm an overcomplicator, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I love that. You just have to learn as you go. And you do. I did a Facebook party for the first time ever this last week, and I learned a lot of lessons, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it was good, you know? I We always say that nothing is ever a failure. Failures just lead to success, so. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we, you just look at, you look at what happened, you look at the numbers and the results, and you tweak it for the next time. Mm-hmm. Yep. With everything that you do everything. as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want to know about your email marketing. Um, Alexis told me earlier in this week, she was like, like I said, raving about you, totally blown away by your email marketing. Have you felt like your email marketing has really impacted your business successfully? Oh, definitely. If people mm -hmm. aren't using email marketing, they're losing money. So I just started. Every single, one, I know, every single one of you who are listening, if you are not building an email list, and I know, like you said, you have a lot of people in like direct sales or network marketing. Um, and so a lot of times they'll just use the platform that's given to them. I think you need to be building your own list. I think you need your own website and you need to be building your own list because there may come a day where you want to pivot and you want to do something new and you you don't need to lose all of those customers and you need to be in contact with them, not just because there's a sale on your product, but you need to be sending them, you know, a newsletter and, you know, about whatever, like maybe a new blog post or your new podcast episode, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, email marketing is by far like you're going to, you know, you're reaching people's inbox and, um, some people are like, Oh, email's dead, blah, blah, blah. Like, open rates are low, but I don't care. The open rates are still higher than if I post something on Instagram. 
Like more people are seeing it than if I post it on Instagram. So, and I'm actually have their attention. They're not scrolling through a feed. You know, um, I just, I think if you're, if you're not building a list, you're definitely losing money. I'm telling you, I just got into email marketing because I got tired of hearing Jenna Kutcher talk about it and me not having (laughs) one. Because I listen to her. She's like one of my first like OG people that I started with with podcasts. And I just hear her talking about it and talking about it. And then I hear all these other people talking about it. And I'm like, dang it, I need to get on my email list. But in Jenna Kutcher's uh, one of her episodes, she was talking about Flowdesk. And for me, I like things that look beautiful, but are easy and like more template like. So mm-hmm. I got into the website Flowdesk and it makes everything so beautiful, so easy and like complicated, complication free. Mm-hmm. I know there's other things like ConvertKit and all those different ways that you can do it, but I have just started. So I'm excited to be learning more and more and more, but man, Yay. it's, you know, I, I open emails myself. I buy from emails. I yeah. sign up for emails. So it's hard to say that email's dead. Cause I mean, I'm spending money through my email all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think people just say it because it's maybe not as effective as it once was like a couple years ago, but I still think it's more effective than social media. You ha- to me, social media is the connecting it's, um, you know, building that community. It's, building your brand awareness. And then the email is where you like hit home and you get to really talk to them and maybe take them through a launch or whatever it may be, direct them to your podcast, direct them to your website, and you really have their attention there. And so even if the open rates are lower than they used to be, but mine are good because I do things to nurture my list. I clean my list. If people aren't opening your email list, like get them off. They don't need to be on there. You know, there is ways that you can still have really good open rates if you are intentional with it. Oh my gosh, that could be just a whole the whole nother whole thing. Series in itself. <laughs> I know. That's another podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in these emails and in on your Instagram and all the different platforms that you have, I see you creating so many amazing free downloads and events like the you know purposeful brand boot camp that you did that you just finished. And mm-hmm. My question about those is, is if people are looking to create some freebies to not only just grow their email list or their exposure to give back to their community and give that value, how do you suggest them start in knowing how to find a great idea for a freebie or a content offer? Because Katie and I are talking about this. We're working on it for actually Katie. So we're trying to figure out this spot. So if someone's like, what the heck do I offer? How do you think that they would look at discovering what that would be? Mm. Um, That's a really good question. And I think that, I think that you need to at first really, like I said, be like, make sure it's aligned with like your purpose, your business and who your ideal customer is. Don't just go making a bunch of freebies to build your list. You need to be making sure that it's something your ideal customer would want. And maybe it's a baby step to what they would buy from you in the future. And so like how you were talking about the cookie, like maybe it's just a chocolate chip from the cookie, but, and then a little bit later, you're like, Hey, come into my boot camp, and I'm going to give you like a bite of the cookie. And then a week later, you're like, Hey, here's my course. And now you can have the whole cookie. So it's, it, they need to line up. Like they can't just be some random pointless thing. And, and I'll tell you, I know that because I did that. I had a long time ago, a freebie that was like crazy. I got thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers that I did not need and did not want. 
They wanted nothing to do with my business. They just wanted the freebie. And so I think that's the biggest mistake you could make is just make something that's for everybody. You want to be intentional with who's going to download that. So you need to make sure it's something that your ideal customer would want at the beginning of their journey, like on your customer success path. I remember listening to that on your podcast and hearing you share that story. And that was a really great connection for me because I was like, okay, obviously everything that we need to do needs to be intentional. But also if you have all these people coming over to you and wanting something that doesn't line up with what you're actually trying to do, it's more of a hassle because then you're getting all Mm -hmm. these questions and all these things you have to take care of that isn't actually serving them or serving you. Yeah. And it can also mess up other things. Like if you're putting money into Facebook ads and you're building an audience based on the people who've been to your website or the people who follow you on Facebook and Instagram, then you're going to be paying for ads going to people that don't care about you. You know, so it there's really so much more to it than just you don't want like a post to go viral if it's not going to attract the right people. For sure. I 100% (laughs) been there, done that. Not on huge (laughs) levels, but man, oh man. And it can just get, you're just sitting there and you're like, why did I do that? (laughs) You're like, oh, the likes were fun for a few minutes, but now what? (laughs) I know that's definitely one thing I've been thinking about trying to figure out what can I offer to people to build my email list, but I don't want to attract the wrong, not the, the wrong crowd, but just like people that aren't on my mm-hmm. wavelength and trying yeah. to be a part of my vibe. So yeah, it's I tough. think, are you talking about for your, like for your direct sales or just for your brand? My brand. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so many things I'm interested in and so mm-hmm. many things I feel like, f- like feed my purpose, but just yeah. really trying to hone in on what it is that I can give people for I free feel like and I know. build value. I feel like I know now <laughs> and it just popped into my head. So we'll Ooh. be talking about this afterwards and I don't know why we haven't already thought of this. So oh, I'm oh. excited. It's coming up guys. And I know you're going to be like, yes. So <laughs> on next week's episode, <laughs> on next week's episode, <laughs> you can get Katie's new freebie. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear what it is. <laughs> Okay. So I feel like you've kind of already answered this question, but if there's anything else that you feel like you have to add to it, just feel free to answer. How has offering free boot camps and freebies in turn benefited the profit side of your business? Um, once you know how, like, once you know how you want your business to go and once you start seeing like your freebies and your emails and those boot camps and stuff convert, then it just comes down to putting more people through that system. You know, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's putting yourself in front of more people. Maybe it's Facebook ads. And honestly, like when you go through a launch like that, that actually builds your list. So maybe not everybody's going to buy from that launch, but now they're on your list and you get to nurture them up until your next launch. So it's kind of like this, like beautiful system that if you keep it running and you keep showing up and you keep, you know, putting in the work, um, it'll keep filling up and it'll get to a point where it's, you know, once it becomes scalable, you can put money into ads and fill that funnel with more people. I'm so visual. I'm over here and I'm just thinking about the cookies again. Um, And people just keep getting cookies from you. And all of a sudden they're sitting there and they're fat and happy because they're all full of cookies. (laughs) I'm ridiculous. Oh my gosh. My My visuals in my head sometimes. I don't know what's going on in there. They come to you so fast. (laughs) I don't know. It's just my brain. I just share it. (laughs) Okay, Corey, with all the stuff that you've been doing, what do you, what, what's next for you? I want to know what's next. Um, 
just more of the same. I mean, we do have an event planned for October, but I'm not sure what's going to happen with that because our California governor is probably not going to be letting those kinds of things happen for a while. So that was supposed to be my big thing. But if we have to cancel it, it it won't necessarily be canceled. It'll just be postponed. So that was what I've been really excited about for this year is having an in-person event, you know, a women's conference. Um, So for now, it's just lots more of the same stuff, just serving my community with my podcast and serving the women in my um, membership and in my mastermind and just doing my thing. Well, I have a ticket to that event, whether it happens or not. (laughs) I know that I will be going to whatever event that you throw because I know it's going to be super impactful and so much fun. So I'm excited to see you go through and I'm crossing my fingers that we're able to do it and that you're able to do it because I know that you're so excited about that. And I'm, I'm so excited to be able to get in that room. I'm like, please, please, please. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm really praying it happens. So if it doesn't happen this year, it'll happen in 2021. Yes. And it'll happen (laughs) at the perfect time. And it'll be amazing. (laughs) Exactly. And the perfect people will be there. It'll be just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I love that. All right, Corey, our last question for you on the show today is something that we're asking everybody that comes on. We just started doing our interviews and this is a tradition. So what does the word dreampreneur mean to you? Mm, I really like that question. And I I love that name um, because honestly, I feel like it's everything that I've been doing for a while. And I think when you can actually like allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to even just like, like think to yourself, what would it be like if I could follow this dream? What, what could it be like? What are the possibilities and actually chase that and use that dream, um, or that purpose to actually create a profitable, profitable business so that not, and not just like about in a money way, but in a way where you get to choose, Um, the life you want and you get to pursue more dreams, you know, maybe beyond a business, but dreams of traveling and dreams of raising a family and dreams of making more impact. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that made sense what I said, but it It reminded me of, uh, are you crying right now? No, I I didn't know if you're, I looked like you were tearing up for a second. I was like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) but it reminded me of my favorite quote. And my favorite quote is the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've loved since I was little, because it just shows you that literally anyone can do it. And I feel like we say that, but we don't always believe it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what you just shared. You know, you're going to be able to create that dream life. And yeah. you have you have done that. You are continuing to do that. And I just am so happy to be able to sit down, have you be a part of this podcast and share all of the things that you've been sharing because I know for, you know, the ladies that are tuning in and listening, it's going to help them so much. Mm, Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly been an honor and I've loved chatting with you girls and I can't wait till quarantine's over so we can have some margaritas and maybe margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) We can record a margarita episode. There we go. Okay. Done. Next episode, all different types of margaritas. We should do that as an IGTV video. There we go. Margarita Wars. (laughs) Oh, so fun. (laughs) 
All right, Corey. Well, thank you so much. And if you guys want to get all the download of the things that that Corey shared, it's going to be down in our show notes. So you guys can go connect with her and be a part of her purposeful, purposeful brand. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first couple of episodes. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review letting us know what you loved. And if something spoke to you, screenshot this episode and share it on the gram tagging at the Dreampreneur Podcast. That way we can see what speaks to you in order to serve this community and give back in the ways you need it most. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.